to another Jacob Wayne show. I am your Jacob Wayne and with me is your Kellen Gibbons. How you doing, Ooh. buddy? I'm doing well. It's the big 29. Yeah. That's a lot it of is. that's a lot of episodes. It is. Uh, not so um, much compared to some, but it's a lot compared to some other podcasts. It's it's not where you start, it's just that you keep going, right? Exactly. It has been interesting to see other new podcasts that have popped up kind of around when we started and just like, oh, they're on number 53 and they're on number 17. And it is interesting. Indeed. But uh, there are things going on in the world, but nothing in particular that uh, really stuck out to me in terms of elaboration. So yeah. I think we're just going to do another fireside chat kind of episode. Indeed. Uh, before you do, do we have anything to promote, announce, anything like that? Uh, well, I, I got the COVID shot. I got number one. I know that's nothing to do with like music or anything. Or promoting you, you, anybody, you should but still drop I'm the music in it. right there. Yeah. The, yep, you can also um, go get the COVID You shot. can also get the shot here in Colorado, I think as of Friday, 16 and above, I believe. Yeah, and that's the thing that everybody should go ahead and do. And, uh, well, yeah. I heard some people here are going up to like Cheyenne or going to different spots of Colorado if they can't find a spot in Fort Collins. And a lot of people are anxious to do it i think just get this all done so yeah but i know and uh i heard in like california somebody said they had to go at like two in the morning they're just running them like crazy getting there everybody get in line and get your time and go and it's Ooh. not not bad i hate needles i just never even saw it i just looked away looked the other way and it was over before i knew it it's easy there you go i um definitely wanted to try to coordinate with the roommate but if not we'll look into it it'll be a busy month so i'm kind of hoping i can fit it in amongst all the stuff but yeah yeah go get your shot don't worry about the nanobots they're really comfortable (laughs) but the first one ain't bad it's the second one you might want to have a few days after it sounds like but some people nothing so it's like a four week wait right yeah they automatically they schedule you for four, but you can go in in three if you want to reschedule. Apparently, oh. but I don't care. So, <laughs> yeah. indeed. Um, 
There's a local band here in Fort Collins releasing a new song. I think Los Toms. Who? So check that out. But I can't even remember the name of the single off the top of my head. Like I said, it's a fireside chat episode. Trying to minimize the googling and clicking. Just go chit chat. So go go search Los Toms. Four cones. With that, what are you sipping on? Three, two, one. Blank. Well, I am uh, doing a repeat. I'm back on the Templin family Albion triple. So the good old Belgian. What was the main thing that brought you back? Man, this this brewery has has me hooked. Uh, I love Belgians, and mm-hmm. this is just one of the best ones in the the liquor store. Comes in a nice four pack. It's tasty, and it's yeah. I just could. It's so easy to grab. Go over there, and you, they have three different kinds of beer. You just grab a four pack of each of them. It's a good variety, and that's probably what I'm going to be doing for a while. They don't yeah. get any new stuff in. Awesome. I am also sipping from a brewery that's really won my heart. That's Weld Works. Oh, yeah. I am sipping on a Neapolitan ice cream sour. Oh, my which God. Which I haven't sipped yet, so here's my first taste of this right now. That sounds interesting. Vanilla and chocolate in a sour. How is it? good i don't know if it tastes exactly like that you get some strawberry i guess it does it does get real close though i mean weldworks usually does sound just like their titles Uh uh-huh so i guess after it lingers for a bit yeah there's uh kind of that sour strawberry and then hints of vanilla and chocolate in there so yeah there you go i'll have to try to try to get my hands on that yeah. yeah, I had a rainbow sherbet one, you know, like the Ooh. multicolor sherbet stuff. It yeah. tastes like that. It was so good. That's what I prefer, actually, when I do ice cream. Way more of a sherbet guy. Ooh, yeah. I always get Inca Cola and make sherbet floats with it. I used Is to. Is it I sherbet or sherbet? I always heard sherbet growing up, but I really Me don't too. Know. I think that's like I don't know if that's a Utah thing, but there's not an R there on the actual thing. I don't think. On the actual mm. product. I think it is sure. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think I'll, Utah I'll, uses pop instead of soda. Yeah. I wonder if they're trying to do uh, like French and they just gave up. Like sorbet. And they're just like, hey, a sorbet. And then it just turned into sherbet. <laughs> it just mm-hmm. got so, so Utahed. Could be. Um... Oh, yeah, this is a smoothie-style sour wheat ale. Um, I have no idea if it's like a limited thing or not. Um, I'll usually like to say the percentage, but I don't know if I'm seeing it. Oh, 7.2. Oh, wow. So not too bad. Yeah, for a nice sour. Yeah, so since we're just doing a fireside chatty kind of episode, uh... I'll just bring up something random, bouncing off of what you were just barely saying. Do you remember when Stephen Colbert went on uh, Bill O'Reilly and he was doing his 
uh, Colbert Rapport um, character. Uh huh. And then Bill O'Reilly was just obsessed with getting him to try to admit that isn't the right way to say your last name Colbert. Or, <laughs> oh, oh, Colbert, it's awfully French saying what? it like that. <laughs> and, and he's just like, what are you trying to say, Bill? It just, like, just played into it, but it was oh. such a silly thing to give a fuck about, which, you know, no surprise there. Well, that's, he, like, he always is making jokes about that. I haven't seen that, though. That's hilarious. Yeah. So. It was just like, yeah. We, he made it sound French, so he must be up to something. <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. So is that before he did the show? It was during, I think, when it was like okay. new, and it, people were still kind of trying to figure out what it was. what it was exactly. Okay. So I thought I thought it came after. So the Colbert rapport was like making fun of that exchange. Yeah, <laughs> and he just came on as his character and. You know, they they probably knew that it's just a character, but like they felt like they needed to expose that it was just a character. Mm-hmm. Like he's not actually conservative; he's just as liberal as John Stewart. Mm. Like, ooh, we got you, and it's just like, uh, yeah, everybody knows that dude. Yeah, <laughs> but that was like two thousand five, six, something like that. So luckily, Fox News is way more reasonable these days. Indeed, that's not crazy at all. It's no. still news. They haven't admitted that they're uh, like, like, uh, what are they? Sarcastic, whatever. What do they call themselves? Um, they entertainment in television. Court. Oh yeah, just uh, yeah. This is opinion-based entertainment. Okay, that's right. Something like that. And they're definitely not getting sued by the company that created the voting machines oh yeah not at all bullshit (laughs) although i did hear an interesting point on real time with bill maher i know that guy rubs a lot of people the wrong way but i've watched that show since right out of high school and i think he does get a good mix of opinion on there yeah and they were talking about how Democratic senators were writing cable companies to basically, are you still going to have Fox News? And if so, why? And uh-huh. to me, that's, you know, I try to be truly fair and balanced. Wink, wink, Fox News. <laughs> but yeah, that seems a step too far. Like, you don't get rid of Fox News. Because if you basically deplatform them, they just go underground and turn into these, you know, even more radicalized far right things. And then you can't listen or keep an eye on them. So sadly, yeah. in a way, having Fox News on holds their feet to the fire a little bit with their opinions and people can keep an eye on them. Just so to speak. Put one of those little banners across the bottom of the screen every like couple of minutes. It's like, this is entertainment, not news. This is entertainment, not news. <laughs> well, that would be lovely, but that makes me think that, you know, if we had to, if we really had to do that, that's just a failure in our education system, I think, which I think is already failing in a lot of ways. 
Yeah. I open. think kids need to learn how to like turn on a TV, realize that we do live in a First Amendment country, and people are going to lie to you all the time and try yeah. to sell you shit. So you got to learn how to decipher bullshit. And I know when Fox News first came on the scene, I never once was like, this is news. That was like, whoa, this is opinion-based nonsense. Yeah. And to me, I think one of the saddest things ever was I always thought, oh, well, the counterbalance to that is just the facts and being honest and just reporting the news matter-of-factly, but MSNBC and CNN were like, oh, we'll just be the liberal counterpart to that. And so then they started mm -hmm. being opinion-based and sensationalized, and it just, uh, yep, yeah, it's gotten ridiculous. So you can't really watch any of them and depend on it to be unbiased when there is no unbiased news source, but... You can't listen to anybody yeah. for any, like, you can't just get enough like a fact from somebody these days. You have to go check it yourself now. Anything and everything. You got to go find out, check their sources, check your own sources, check those sources sources. And yeah. You just have to do that now. That's the way it is. Mhm. Mm and you know, it's okay. Most of the time it isn't that big of a deal to do that. Mhm. Mm but you know, if you're not in the mood to do that, maybe just don't read the news that day. Because there is that thing about reading too many headlines to articles and before you know it, you're forming strong opinions about shit in your head before you even really read about it. Yeah, just reading the headlines, yep. Did you ever find that meme I sent you, what that concept was? The leaving mm -hmm. out stuff purposefully when reporting or talking about Oh yeah, like lying by omission. Lying by omission, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it is. But yeah, it's that's most of, I think, the news media these days is they need you to read their stuff for the clicks, for ad revenue. And yep. so they're going to take a sensational angle on something, make it way bigger than it is, leave out particular bits of information because it doesn't serve the narrative, and they're going to spoon feed it to you yeah and that is one thing that is happening on both sides for sure it's just some sides mm -hmm. have a lot more holes in the cheese yeah so yeah it's a it's an interesting they're both, theory they're both making an unhealthy dessert but at least yeah. one of them like part of the ingredients are facts you know like at least this was locally sourced and organic sugar <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's still not great to have way too much of it but hey you probably better to eat this slice of pie than that one yeah and then they'll and usually like the the lies that are within or things that are omitted aren't quite as uh incriminating in most cases mm -hmm. but still shouldn't be that way <laughs> yeah I would recommend, if you have the, the chance, maybe take a little bite of pie from somebody else's slice. And then go have a salad. Read a there good you book. Go. Yeah. Speaking so. of which, has your book situation changed much? You reading anything new? 
Uh, no, I haven't uh, gotten a start on my, my new book yet, so I'm still waiting to read that last one I talked about. Just mm-hmm. haven't had much time for such activities. Um, I'm still working my way through thinking fast and slow. I guess it's not reading fast at all and reading slow. But that sounds like a good book to work through slow. Yeah, because you you really do want to wrap your head around the concepts because, you know, like with a novel, it's so easy to just burn through it. And you retained it, but maybe some of the little de- details fall through the cracks. Yep. Because you're just on that flow. But I did purchase a new book from Neil deGrasse Tyson just to make sure I had it. And I did read mm-hmm. a little bit of it. It's uh, Cosmic Queries. That's a section on his podcast, and they kind of just took all these questions that people write in and turned it into a book and kind of started the Big Bang and theories of science and the scientific theory and kind of form the narrative of the book through those cosmic query questions. And he's got all his random little tweets in there and his uh, other book astrophysics for people in a hurry was really good and i think i talked about that but i had it on audio tape yeah i remember that one so i didn't retain a lot of it so once again when he released a new one i wanted to make sure i got a physical copy and i need to get a physical copy of that other one so i can reread it and um yeah i would highly recommend it but i'm barely through it but i think you know what you're getting with that book most people kind of get get the drift with neil degrasse tyson yeah he has a style for sure Mm -hmm. uh any new music music stuff um i haven't uh been listening to it yet but uh i did see a new person i'm gonna have to go check out. I saw this like young vibraphonist that was like jamming in a in like a park in New York City. Mm-hmm. And I forgot how he's like a pretty young dude. And he already has an album out on a Blue Note Records. Um. Okay. Trying to find his name. While you're looking for that, I can mention some new releases that came out this Friday. One of my favorite oh, yeah? things on Spotify is just the new releases for you. And just every Friday, there's like kind of a chunk of songs to try out. Some of them don't hit, some of them do. So I can definitely update this every week. Uh, the songs that really stuck out to me were The Melting of the Sun by St. Vincent. I'm a huge St. Vincent fan, and she's got a new record coming out called Daddy's Home. That's coming out on May 12th, I believe, and she's performing on Saturday Night Live tonight. Oh, nice. Yeah. There was a pretty good track called In It to Win It by Brad Sucks. And I can't even remember how old the band Brad Sucks is or where I got into it, but it's just really mellow. Kind of matter of fact, indie rock, but it was a good, tasty track. Um, we try not to dabble in too much negativity on this podcast, but 
The Offspring released a new track called We Never Have Sex Anymore. Huh. And, and it's terrible. <laughs> and the only reason it's terrible is that if there was a band that did this kind of soft dad rock thing, but that's all they ever did, like, say, uh, Nickelback. Mm-hmm. And that's what's sad is it's like, I feel like some uh, Nickelback tracks, like, fuck harder than these songs. And it's just sad because I loved The Offspring growing up, but I think it was around Americana got silly, but it worked. And then the album after that, Conspiracy of One, got real silly. And just way too poppy, and it was just like, this sucks. And it's just gone mm-hmm. down that route. Green Day went down that route. They're just totally over-mixing the guitars. Everything has claps now. And then there's inevitably a part that goes, ooh oh 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 ooh oh 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 we never have sex anymore. Oh, boy. Yeah, just, bleh. That's, what did they call that? The hipster... Whale, I I always forget it, but yeah, that ooh, 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 you can't do that. Have not enough people done that in a song that like you could get sued for it now? You can't go oh oh oh. oh. Did they I do that? Know, Maybe Offspring just did that. Yeah, just that kind of gang vocal, weird hipster whale. There's a there's yeah. a good. YouTube video on that. And I wish I remembered who was the creator, but he basically broke it down. And this is when it first started showing up in music. And he makes a good point that adding that to your song or your music really isn't that bad. I mean, it's like you have a song where it's like, la, 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 la. And if you just have that section, it's like there's the la, la, la part. But it's just become so much par for the course that it's in everything that it's it's like what happened to sriracha everybody loves sriracha and then they started using it in everything and then it's just like mm-hmm. it's just like i just don't care i don't need sriracha chips i just want sriracha in my ramen noodles basically but <clears throat> to continue <laughs> Sorry, it really made me sad when I hit those Offspring songs. I was just like, "Ah, oh, God, what happened to you?" Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, the, that's uh, a good—that's a good Offspring song. What in the world happened to you? Yeah, but two more songs, real quick. Don't do it by Courtney Barnett featuring Vagabond. It's kind of like hmm. that indie sort of new grunge thing that's been going on in Australia. It's just nice and mellow, but I thought it was good. And Real Affair Remix featuring Vince Staples by Tiana Major 9 and featuring Vince Staples. And that's just kind of like a sexy, nice little R&B track. So that was the new releases on my end, other than I mentioned Tomahawk last episode, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I've been listening to that vinyl still, and it's it kicks ass. So, Tonic and Mobility, check it out. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, the the guy I was looking for is Joel Ross. 
So yeah, he's a that's young... a Joe or Joel. Joel. Okay. So it's a yeah, he's a young vibraphonist, and apparently he just tears it up. I just saw that little clip, and it was awesome. So I'm gonna go listen to his albums. But uh, let's see, I've just barely stumbled across, and I'm looking forward to getting into a little bit. Nice. I really like the vibes, though. That's one of my favorite instruments. The vibes of the vibraphone. Yeah, I just like that stuff, especially like jazz. For the layman, can you break down what that instrument is? I don't know if a lot of so, people know what that is. Well, it's a. Uh, you've definitely heard it. It's like the it's the quintessential elevator music, uh, like jazz usually. You know, ding, mm. ding, ding, ding. You know, the little like kind of bell sound. So what it is, it's like um, kind of like a marimba, but it's steel or i don't know what they're made out of but like metal uh like th- the things they play like i can't think of the name like the the keys basically big mm-hmm. um and they hit those and they're over these resonating cavities and those are uh driven by a motor that like kind of vibrates so it kind of gives it a little shimmer and they can mm. they can control the speed of that so it's nice. it's got a really cool sound. You can turn them. You can turn the motor off, and yeah, it's a cool instrument. And there's some incredible players. One of my favorite is a uh, Gary Burton. Is getting up there now. He's a old school dude. There's a great video of him playing a song called Opus Half. That's just insane. You know, you're they're playing with mallets. So I, I, I he plays so fast. I don't know how he does it. Hmm. <laughs> That's cool. Is the instrument expensive or more affordable for people? Oh, no, they're pretty pricey. They're usually like in schools. So I think most people who play one end up having to go, you know, practice at the school a lot. Which always Is that the percussion? What? Yeah, it's in the percussion section. So it's kind of interesting how I think that kind of affects all the instruments a little bit, you know? Like, you know, organists are are different because they have to go to a church or something or (laughs) some big hall that has that organ like you have to practice on one of those so it's kind of interesting yeah they're not getting high and drunk a little bit and putting effects pedals on it and just (laughs) (laughs) yeah they don't get to sit at home and like oh i got an idea let me try that out yeah (laughs) they probably have keys to the church like i bet most of them have worked that out but yeah it is kind of interesting the the instruments that are a little more unwieldy you know like i had a friend that played harp that that thing's kind of massive and a whole thing you know and it kind of goes yeah. out of tune that's a lot of strings and all this stuff and yeah it's yeah. kind of interesting that is an interesting concept because a big term that's kind of gained popularity over the last few years is gatekeeping uh-huh and yeah there's probably like some gatekeeping and different genres of music like metal and bluegrass and stuff oh but none like jazz oh sure i can only that's a well-guarded gate that's like the fucking <laughs> berlin wall the, the problem with jazz is there's like all the people who also want to get in are also gatekeeping like all the people who yeah. are being gatekept also gatekeep <laughs> it's almost like they've been brainwashed into keeping the gate i i think there might not even be a gate that's the whole point of jazz it's all about the gates you're not guarding, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you fear jazz. <laughs> Are you aware of the movement that is jazz? <laughs> um, 
but yeah the the side point of that is like there's kind of like instruments that have built-in gatekeeping to a degree it's just like you can't go and get all weird and experimental with it based on access it's not that anybody's really keeping you from doing it it's just harder to do it it's like people getting into hockey there's so much expensive gear that is a little gatekeepy i guess because rich people can do it but or maybe not rich but oh man i was on the hockey team i was on the hockey team and you know we're not that didn't grow up poor and but i was the poorest kid on the hockey team i think yeah. <laughs> yeah there was definitely some money there big time yeah and i think that was kind of the thing i i had a hockey stick and a goal and i think i might have talked about this as well but go out into the cul-de-sac when it would ice over in the winter oh yeah and we kind of just have our shoes and we'd you know scoot along and just shoot Good times. But basketball was so much easier. Just have a ball and a hoop. And yep. They were all over us. So they were like, okay. Exactly. But uh, I, do you remember back on the instrument thing, when we had the accordion? Is That was yeah. your accordion, right? Or did we just borrow that? No, that's mine. It's sitting right okay. over there. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was a bit of that fun, like just kind of getting it out and... There's such a conventional way to play that thing that you're just inherently like, how do you make this weirder? Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. It is a interesting instrument. Mm-hmm. For sure. There's all kinds there, of interesting mm-hmm. instruments. <laughs> I think uh, even, it wasn't even with you guys, uh, in my younger days, like 18, 19 even, I don't think I was even 21 yet, I was hanging out with some 21-year-old and olders, and they were letting me have some beers, and they are mm-hmm. like, just come over and jam and play some bass. And I wasn't anywhere near where I'm at now, and the whole music theory was way over my head, so I'm sure I was kind of obnoxious, but they seemed to enjoy it to a degree. Nice. And they had a, yeah, they had an accordion there one time, and... I was like, oh my, here, play my bass. I want to sit on this thing. And I was just <laughs> all like high as shit, like trying to do weird shit to whatever they were doing. And, you know, they're kind of more like indie rock, like we're rocking out in B, man. <laughs> like whatever. And I'm just sitting here like, well, I have to think of it like a monster's lung or something. <laughs> just being a cheesy fucking 19 year old. Nice. Yeah. Any other uh, music type things? No, I got nothing. All right, so I suppose I'll move on to movies real quick. Cool. Before I hopped in here to do the podcast, and this might be why I'm a little like, I don't even know what to really think right now, is I just watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, yeah. And that movie's fucking dumb. Oh, yeah. It's really fucking dumb to me. Oh, boy. And, but, I, you know, I'm trying to be fair here. It is exactly what it says it is. And, like, even in the opening credits, you know, like, the bracket system for, like, the NCAA tournament or, like, basketball playoffs or whatever? Yeah. 
They literally like remind you about all the movies that led up to this and just show you tiny clips from the old movies. Oh boy. Of him fighting monsters and then it like comes up like defeated, defeated, and they like scoot along the bracket. And then championship uh, round, Godzilla versus Kong. And you're just like, oh my god. Oh boy. Yeah, and it's unfortunately though, it's not cheesy enough to be fun. At least in my opinion. It's like melodramatic. You don't give a fuck about the human characters. And you're just like, when are they just going to punch each other? And just get you know, to it. fling buildings at each other? Like, and it's two hours long and it feels like it's fucking four hours. Oh, man. And it's so fucking boring. But visually beautiful. There were moments where I'm like looking at some of the cgi and all that stuff and i'm like wow i can't wait till they use that kind of stuff in a good movie another movie (laughs) (laughs) and so i was impressed by it on that level it is exactly what it says it was going to be so you really can't hate them for it but yeah um man and i should have known because i watched godzilla the first one in this whole universe i guess like that was in like 2014 or something and that one, once again, visually great, but boring as fuck. Like, I was amazed by how bored I was. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe I'm just older. The big Vrosh, bang, bang, bang explosion stuff, like, doesn't do anything for me. Like, a lot of franchises I love, like the MCU or Star Wars, some of the new stuff, it's like, Give me just character-driven things and really tiny moments between two characters talking. And I love that stuff. That's why Joker talking to Batman in the interrogation room was so awesome. It was just this intimate psychological exploration of these characters. Uh Uh-huh. And then when it gets into, we get it. The terrorists are actually the clowns and the clowns are... uh." (laughs) It's like, I don't care. Like, it, but... The eight-year-old me would have like shit himself watching this movie, so I have to I have to respect that. Yeah, this is a this is just not a movie meant for me. But uh, mm-hmm. I think I can we can go ahead and announce it. We're still kind of making sure everybody's schedule works out. But Godzilla vs Kong was one of the HBO Max simultaneous theater streaming service release thing Mm -hmm. so i've been liking watching those as they come out just because it's it really is kind of an unprecedented thing in the film industry yeah so so far it's been the little things with uh denzel washington jared leto and rami malik and that sucked judas and the black messiah that was awesome I didn't even bother to watch Tom and Jerry because that's definitely not for me. And that's kind of funny. It, t- yeah. it should have been Tom versus Jerry and then just Godzilla and Kong. <laughs> but yeah, it's Godzilla go. and Kong versus Kong was the fourth one to release from that list. So, so far, I'm going to keep coming back to this over many episodes. Judas and the Black Messiah has been the best one so far. Mortal Kombat is the next one. And so for next episode, we're going to do a 
drinking game slash commentary for the original Mortal Kombat movie, which I definitely shit my pants over when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. The soundtrack was incredible. It's just got so much great cheesy 90s nostalgia to it. Oh, yeah. And it's another movie that knows exactly what it is. Yep. Um, Have you seen that? I forget. Oh, not since I was a kid. It's been a long time. Awesome. So that should be a very fun special episode when we're going to release it, kind of, you know, leading up into this Mortal Kombat release. Hell yeah. And whenever we can kind of sync it up like that, I think we'll we'll try. But uh, yeah, that does make me a little nervous for the new Mortal Kombat. It looks sweet. I saw the trailer. Trailers obviously are almost like their own little mini movies and mm-hmm. they can be awesome. And then you see the actual movie and you're like, that's not even the same tone. Yeah. But uh, I'm excited for the new one, but I do... I do fear that it's just a lot of like the slow down bass and then I'm like, oh man, I'm old. I want Scorpion sitting there reading a book talking to Sub-Zero about their dichotomy and how they're really (laughs) both sides of one whole or some shit like that. But Yeah, it's probably going to be more the first thing, but it could be both. Just give me a little. A little bit goes a long way. Yeah. And I can deal with some frosh frosh. There you go. As far as that goes, um, did I mention I watched Liar Liar on the last episode? I kind of lost track. Hmm. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Sometimes we get going on these subjects and we kind of forget a little bit. But uh, one thing that I realized I missed doing due to streaming is uh, listen to commentaries. And, like, specifically director's commentaries where they can kind of go over the process of making the movie. Yeah. And our internet went down for some scheduled maintenance. We weren't totally ready for it. So I was like, well, shit, I'm not going to bed anytime soon. And usually we'd be doing Valheim, and it's like, you know, can't do that. So I went and got a bunch of DVDs that Shocky has, and I went downstairs, I threw in Liar Liar, and I was like, hey, DVD commentary. Throw that on. So I've seen Liar Liar so many times that I don't even need to hear the dialogue. You just, like, watch it, and I'm like, yep, there's that scene, that's great. And it was cool to listen to the director. A lot of it was really straightforward and just patting Jim Carrey on the back for being a great physical actor and comedian, which he is. Yeah. All I was going to point out is at the very end of Liar Liar, um, um, Jim Carrey brings back one of his iconic characters from In Living Color, uh, Fire Marshal Bill. Uh Uh-huh. And he's in the background at the very end when Jim Carrey's on the stretcher. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie from 1999. Uh Um. And he's sitting there talking to his son and there's a bunch of people kind of gathered around and he's in the back, like on the basically walkie talkie, just, <laughs> and I just I was like, how the fuck did I miss that all these years? Oh, but wow. I was glad the director pointed it out. Now I'll never not see it. Now you know. That's awesome. So go rewatch Liar Liar. It's a great movie. With the commentary on. I need to watch a lot of movies with the commentary on. Yeah. It's great for uh, painting, because with the movie you really know, 
So then you're kind of learning something new about a movie you love, but you also don't really have to be watching it that much. It's more listening. Yeah. So, yeah, I did that a lot. With movies I didn't even give a shit about, like Original Sin or... Uh, yeah. There you <laughs> go. I, I'll be totally honest. This is a place of honesty and trust. I only had that DVD because Angelina Jolie fucked Antonio Banderas and I wanted to see that. Well, there you go. Yeah. And it was back Greywell when that uh, CD store and DVD store was in Logan, Utah. Good times. Yeah, you could get like three movies for 10 bucks or something. So I'd be like, yeah, try that out. It has Angelina Jolie's titties. <laughs> Give it a shot. Yeah. Oh, titty Russell too. <laughs> Get the uh, commentary. What did he have to say about that scene? Me remember? <laughs> no. I think the director was like very like self-important, and it was a boring commentary. But he's like, oh, obviously they're two very attractive people, and so that's part of what makes the scene work. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. That's enough about my uh, masturbation material from back in the day. Uh, <laughs> video game stuff, we're still rocking Valheim. Yep. We, we finally... just got iron, motherfucker. Yeah, we got it, finally. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is in the same boat. but uh, eh, <laughs> Same eh, long boat. <laughs> same long boat. But uh, yeah. we, uh, it took us forever. How many swamps? Like three different swamps we kind of scoped now i guess that was we the did first two kind of major ones and we yeah. scooted onto a third they're kind of like in these little island patches and Nerd. yeah man like we hit the mother load we were getting it getting it and i was just like i think that's what i said was like man this this isn't as good as like having an orgasm but it's like it's like three sneezes in a row it's <laughs> like oh yep. it's so satisfying to finally find some yeah. And I know some people, you know, they play that game all day. Got a group of like four to five people. They probably got there a little faster than we did, but it was, it really felt like an accomplishment for just the two of us. Yeah. Kind of playing a couple hours every night. Yeah. It took a, took a minute, but mm -hmm. that's the cool thing about this game. Nothing, nothing comes easy. No, it doesn't. We're like, God damn it. We got to go pick berries. <laughs> and it's kind of dangerous. More punching necks. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. So, I suppose as if we just touch on video games every episode, like, that's kind of part of the review is, yeah, we're still playing it and getting a lot of satisfaction out of it, so keep that in mind if you haven't tried the game yet. Oh, it's yeah, it's good. I keep neglecting my buddies that uh, are have been playing Smash Bros. And I'm just like, Sorry, I gotta find iron. And then it's like tonight I was gonna maybe get on with them, and then I was like, "See, uh, we found, found iron. <laughs> now I want to do something with it." Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good game. Indeed. So we have hit music, movies, video games. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as far as TV goes, has been pretty solid, but it's still kind of picking up pace. That's the next installment in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Phase four. Um, 
I think I liked WandaVision a little more up to this same point. I think they just showed the third episode. I haven't seen that yet. A lot of people said it was mm-hmm. awesome, so maybe that will change my position. But that's kind of, as far as shows go, that's what I'm watching. And always slowly working my way through The Wire. For some reason, I can't binge that show. Yeah. And uh, waiting for Better Call Saul, the last season that ended to come out on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I need to watch that show through still. Oh, it's great. Nice. Yeah. So, I don't know. Any shows in particular you're watching? Well, I still... I was going through the Seinfeld a lot. Like, just mm. pretty much straight through Seinfeld, which I still am going. But I got a little... I don't, for some reason, I just got a mad itch to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. So, <laughs> I'm kind of doing... Hopping back and forth between those two. And I'm also watching uh, Killing Eve with a lady friend. Ah. So that's a fun one. What's that? Let's kind of give me the general premise. Well, uh, Sandra O oh mm-hmm. from Grey's Anatomy likes to uh, think she kind of is like a true crime into that stuff. And she likes female serial killers. And then she ends up getting to hunt one. And they have this kind of weird relationship. and. That's all I'll say, but it's it's good. It's really good. Cool. She's good in it, but the the other lady is like, ooh, she's awesome. Yeah, she's a cool assassin. It's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, I uh, yeah, not to, well, that 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 does sound good. I was gonna go back just a little bit. Um, I realize I've never watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. I've watched like. A clip here and there. Oh yeah. So maybe after we're done with the Chappelle show, maybe you could take me through some of those, or just oh, that'd be fun. first season or whatever. Yeah, um, it's, it's good. I don't the know. First, yeah. I was gonna say the pilot is the pilot's a little tough. Like it's kind of gotta get through the pilot. The pilot isn't as good as as some with of the most other ones. shows. Yeah, I, for sure. I'm amazed when the first episode of a show is actually good. So. That one might even be worth like watching at the end of the first season. Let it kind of win you over a little more. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about Curb. There's like not much, uh, you know. It's usually a story within an episode. So yeah. But oh yeah, there's some episodes of that uh, that I just are so good. I love uh, the Black Swan is one of my favorites. Okay. So I imagine that came out around the time of the Black Swan movie. I'm not sure even that ballerina I, stuff dancing. No, it's about a swan on a golf course. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, this kind of day and age, you know, as you get older, your friends move around. You know, you can't sit on the same couch and watch a show. Like, getting a Discord and having a watch together option is great. And uh, yeah. we've been going through Chappelle's show. We're going to talk more about that in a future episode. But, uh, yeah, maybe that's the approach. We do, like, one season of a show, let it marinate for a bit, jump onto another one. If you're feeling you it, go. jump back to the other show. Or, I mean, Chappelle's show is only two, really, so I'm just burn through it. But Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's what's been hard for me is I do have kind of busy days, so 
by the time I'm actually sitting down to watch like a show, usually for my watching around dinner time and whatever, it's a movie. But yeah. uh, I've just been like throwing on Friends to fall asleep because that I watched that with my sisters and my mom, so it's kind of like nostalgic for me. Yeah, and uh, it's it is just it's total comfort. Like eh, Phoebe's terrible. Ross is annoying. Eh, Joey, good one, Joey. And then I just drift <laughs> off, and my nice. shit turns off automatically, and it's perfect. So it's like sometimes I'm like, ooh, I want to watch that, but I can't. I'll fall asleep and miss the plot points or whatever. So that's that same thing is happening with Seinfeld. I've found like yeah. I, I that's got some nostalgia, so I I do end up dozing, and so I check it the next day, and I'm like, oh, like slept through an episode. <laughs> okay, go back watch that one. <laughs> Do you have a favorite episode of that off the top of your head? Oh man! In this rewatch. Well, let's see. So far in the rewatch, it's you know I'm still in like I think I'm on season the end of season two. Mm -hmm. So see the the jacket, that one's pretty good. The yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> if you're into Seinfeld, you know what he's talking about. <laughs> so, yep. That's I've always been a fan of uh, George becoming a hand model. That kind of popped in my head recently. Oh yeah, that one hasn't happened yet, but I love that one. So you're in season four? No, I'm at like the end of season two, I think. Oh wow, okay, you got a way to go. Yeah, so. There's so much, it's awesome. I think if I remember from the commentaries and stuff like that, the show was really like kind of having a hard time living week to week. And then I think they say the Chinese restaurant episode where it takes place in one scene. Yeah, that was a good one too. Um, that was like the moment where the show started to like click with people and started to take off and then season three and especially four was when it was just it blew up four yeah. is like one of the biggest episodes was the contest yeah i was gonna say that's another favorite from the whole series that is a good one <laughs> yeah and i remember growing up in utah you know like when these shows like seinfeld or simpsons would come out they were probably, you know, whatever around the rest of the country, but a lot of Mormons are like, I don't like how much casual sex they're having. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, all that stuff. And so it was kind of forbidden, which just made it cooler. You'd go over to your friend's house where they got to watch it. And I remember watching yep. the contest and not understanding. I was like, they're just trying to not have sex. Like, yeah. Hmm. And then I was just like, I just, the whole concept of masturbation didn't make any sense to me <laughs> at the time. And Lord knows I became a big fan not too long after. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Larry. With that, oh, and thank you, Elaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, with that, how about we get into our, our ending segments? Uh, let's do a little bit of philosophy. Philosophy. Preposterous. Yes. I dare say. 
do tell. Yes. Quite. Think tapes. All right, so this one is the uh, the big question. Like, I don't even have to say it. It's like the big philosophy question. Can you guess um, what it is? McDonald's or Burger King? How did you know? <laughs> no, a it's actually big question. Duck season or rabbit season? Uh, <laughs> duck. <laughs> no, but really, it's a literally. This is the one the number generator threw out. What is the meaning of life? To live. There you go. See you next week, philosophy. Bye. <laughs> no, I actually saw that the other day, and somebody put it a way more poetically, but it was like the tragedy of life is that so many people run around desperately seeking meaning and forget to notice that the reason the the purpose of life is to live it and yeah. not much else there you go That's so it. just try to be happy and comfortable and as you know as an intelligent being if you treat other people well it comes back and they treat you well yeah so just do your thing do yeah. what makes you happy so i suppose I don't know. Let's just jump into the next segments. Uh, but but that did raise an interesting concept to me, though. Um, what is that thing that's been going around where it's like the 23 questions you ask somebody and you're supposed to, like, answer it as quickly as you can? Oh, I haven't even heard of that recently. That just occurred to me that that could be a fun thing to do. Oh, yeah. Plug it into the philosophy section. That could be. Maybe we'll have to look that up for next time. Yeah. I did have one in my back pocket, but I honestly feel like it's actually could be a long conversation. And once again, we're kind of, oh, wow, we're almost at an hour. So, yeah, I'll, I'll save it for another episode. That sounds good. Cool. So with that, let's get into Dear Jacob Wine. Hello, Jacob Wine. All right. My M44 wife, F44. So that means a 44 year old man. Are they his, transformers? His I oh. guess so. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, this dude's wife, and they're both the same age, believes mm-hmm. that there should be no passwords on devices. We should share social media accounts, share email accounts, etc. She believes this is typical of most or all healthy relationships. I'm not keen on the idea at all. Both of us are married. I mean, both of us are 44, married for 20 years. So... Yeah, interesting. We had a lot more arguments throughout 2020 than we have had before that. Two kids. I work in the software industry. She doesn't work. She says that to have a completely trustworthy marriage, a couple needs 100% disclosure, 100% transparency, because that's 100% honesty. She cites that her mother and her mother's third husband have a great marriage. 
<laughs> and that they share Facebook, email, and Instagram accounts and use each other's phones regularly. My wife believes this is typical of couples with good marriages. I do not. My work does require passwords on my phone and computers. Uh, and she feels that she should have those passwords and be welcome to browse my electronics anytime. I feel this is, this is the opposite of trust, creating a situation where no trust is needed because there's no privacy. She's been pushing on this enough, though, that I decided to find out if I'm just deluding myself and thinking that separate accounts are normal. And I just, just to say, no, this, again, this is not one that was actually sent to us. This is one I found. And the first person that tried to help them I don't think we have is, a lot of 44-year-old listeners. Yeah. Well, they got help from Stinkiest Bum is the username. So oh, that's the good. first person to re- to respond. So you can get better advice than Stinkiest Bum by sending yeah. in your advice letters to fakoshka at gmail.com. Okay, what do yeah. you think about this one? Well, first of all, don't get your advice from the Stinkiest Bum. Get it from the Rosiest Bum. <laughs> Touche. My, my, yeah, my, my culo is like the cheeks of Santa Claus. <laughs> Smells like Christmas, too. Um, my main advice is get a fucking divorce. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Run away. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want your marriage to work, and maybe she's a great person, it's, she's just psychotic about this thing. Um, here's the thing. She's delusional. I think she's suffering from I'm stuck at home and you go out and you work and I don't know what you're up to and I don't trust you and I'm jealous of you going out. So you're probably looking at other women, blah, 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 blah. I could be wrong, but that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. You should totally have separate phones, separate Facebook, separate emails. I hate those shared phone numbers and shared Facebook pages. It's just gross. They're they're personal accounts. That's like it's for one person. It's weird. Yeah, I I hate the shared account thing. Like it really makes me sick. Especially and, when the middle name is apostrophe in. Yeah. I'm barely learning to accept couples names like the shared couple name. Oh, like Brangelina? Yeah. That was a long time ago, and I still am not happy. <laughs> I don't even think there are well, a couple of people. I don't think anybody's happy about that one. But, but, you know, I've heard somewhere it's like, yeah, all right, it's a shorthand, but don't share a Facebook or whatever. Um, And, of course, you need passwords on your phone, because what if you lose it? Leave it on a bus. Leave it in the massage parlor you go to to get away from your wife. <laughs> but my point being is you also should not have anything to hide on your phone and i will say that like if your wife was and you know that's where it gets touchy because you're like why do you always want to fucking check my phone to see if i'm cheating on you or whatever like that gets annoying but if she's like let me see your phone i want to find something you should be all right here yeah. Hand it right over and not have to worry about anything that's on there. Get so, a and that this raises almost a more interesting philosophical question to me than the actual philosophy question that we had this episode. Yeah. Is so it's like, yeah, it's like if say you had porn on your phone and you were looking at it, you didn't want her to find out, like that to me. 
you shouldn't have a relationship unless you're completely communicating that you watch porn. And you're like, hey, sweetie, sometimes you're not always there. I'm on the road, or you're visiting your mom, or it's been four hours, and you're asleep. Kind of want to work one out. That's what I'm into. And if she can't accept that, then I just think you should end the relationship. I think there are certain things in life, like, do you like porn or don't you? Are you religious or are you not? Are you vegetarian? If so, can your partner eat meat? And if you won't budge, like, don't waste your time trying to change the other person. Yeah, for real. Just find somebody else. Indeed. So that's why I think this couple should just get a divorce. Or he should just put his foot down and like, look, we're getting a divorce unless you just stop doing it. Stop badgering me about this. And she should feel the right to do that to him. She's like, look, we're getting a divorce unless you open up your accounts and you share our Facebook together. It's be 44 squared. And then he can feel totally justified of being like, I, I'm out. All right, peace. For sure. We'll split custody of the kids, I guess. Bye-bye. What yeah. happens when you take 44 squared and you cut that in half? Divide it by two. Bye. Oh. Say, that's an advanced problem to do in your head. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> Actually, that's how this is how much adults need like math revisiting. Like, I'm even 44 squared is 44 times 44, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so I am right about that. Man, I can't do that in my head. No, I mean, I could if we sat here, but it'd be a lot of dead air. Yeah, I could figure it out, but. But why? Well, then divided by two. You know what? Interesting. You know that math teacher turns out. What's that? Guess what I have in my pocket all the time. What's a calculator? A goddamn calculator. That is true. I but it's kind of like that thing with uh, Google. It's like when you're sitting, you know, sitting around, you're watching something. Like, what's that actor's name? Try really hard to just remember it. Like, don't do. immediately pull out your phone. Oh yeah, I'm 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 of that that mindset for sure. I always try, but I'm like, yeah, fuck it. But where I totally flip on that is if you're having an argument. No, that Whip person said this. I'm like, dude, Google now instead of us getting mad at each other. Yeah, like just sorry. Like, and Google isn't always right, but it's it's always right. <laughs> it'll it'll get you there real quick. Yeah, and once again, yeah. Double check your references. Check your sources. And <laughs> yep. it'll say the same thing. And you're okay. I'm doing I guess there isn't nanobots in my shot. You're right. Indeed. But, uh, all right. With that, let's just get into some weird news and call it good. Word news. So, Idaho is kind of like 
even more Florida-y than Utah. So this one is very close mm. to hometown. This is in this takes in place in Pocatello. You you you've been uh, to Pocatello? I have some cousins that live there. Oh uh, yeah, so you visited. No wait wait wait. I'm sorry, sorry. They lived in. Oh, see, don't Google it. Try to remember. They moved to Burley. Oh. But they. Uh, you want me to start? To, they moved to Burley them? from Rexburg. Rex, that's the one I was going to guess. So we would always stop in Pocatello. My sister had some soccer tournaments up there. Yeah. I like that town. I do too. That's actually where my lady friend lived before she she moved out of town. She's going to school up there. But Nice. Anyway, so here's your... We, we, we were talking about Utah man, and Southern Idaho man is basically a Utah man. I know they wouldn't like to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, po- uh, police report man's nose bitten off during fight outside pocatello bar so a local man had his nose bitten off during a fight outside a pocatello bar early sunday morning were they arguing about i could totally bite off your nose (laughs) no you couldn't you could do shit what's the term it's not bone uh cartilage yeah, the cartilage would hold steady, you pussy. <laughs> yeah, you have to bite pretty far up to uh, get to the bone. So yeah, it would probably, I don't know. Mike Tyson biting the ear off of Evander Holyfield. Ooh. That's way easier. He just got the lobe. See, that's what I don't want to know. <laughs> I want to know, but I don't want to know at all. Um like that like how much of the nose is actually bitten off so because I'll, I'll keep going and you'll see why because okay, it's kind of okay. interesting the incident began to unfold around 1 10 a.m sunday during a birthday party celebration at the odyssey bar ended mm. with brandon daly of pocatello having his nose bitten off the altercation began when daly and another man Derek otero also of pocatello Got, an in, got into an argument at the party inside the bar that soon turned physical and continued outside of the bar. Otero began acting disorderly inside the bar and aggressively grabbed Dally while standing behind him. After Otero grabbed Dally, a verbal altercation ensued and ultimately turned physical once both parties went outside. Outside, Dally pinned Otero to the ground and began punching him repeatedly in the face. At this point, Otero grabbed Dally's head and bit his nose off. Stop. Let me let me stop you right there. Is it O'Dally and O'Hare? Otero and Dally. Okay, Dally and Otero. Yeah. I keep for some reason because you're saying those names, I keep picturing. Oh, and then Sherry O'Terry from SNL's off to the side, <laughs> oh, doing her doing cheerleading thing with Will Ferrell. <laughs> O'Farrell. Anyway, Will O'Farrell. Oh, I I love that. Sherry Terry's amazing. I got yeah. kind of a crush on her. Chabuchi. But no, back to nose biting. Okay. So someone at the bar quickly retrieved the severed nose and put it on ice so that it could be reattached. Mm. So Pocatello police and fire units responded and transported him to the hospital. Um, Otero suffered injuries to his face and head but did not require hospitalization. Police on Sunday said they cited both men for disturbing the peace. A misdemeanor punishable 
by a maximum of six months in jail and a thousand dollars. Both men will be remain free pending the education of their cases because police do not take people they cite into custody. On Monday, police said both men were cited for disturbing the peace because both mm. men were equally involved in the altercation until the point Otero bit off Dally's nose. Police said Otero told officers that he bit off Dally's nose in self-defense as he was afraid for his life while he was getting punched in the face. Yes. Uh, and so the well, Janiel Dally, the nose the was wife, also taken into custody for <laughs> cocaine possession. Oh, it got reattached. They reattached his nose. Wow. He is now at home recovering. But uh, his wife said... um. She is worried about the healing process and has fears it might not take or can get infected. And she says he should have not been charged with anything. He was never an aggressor. She mm. it was self-defense, but so yeah, that's the exciting. wife of the noseless man is happy because she doesn't have to shower anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. That made me think of something in there. Yeah, just that's just wild. How do you get to the point of biting off somebody's nose? It just, I mean, just never occurs to me. I haven't been in a fight in a really long time, like since like school days, and yeah, but that seems like it'd be farther down the list, especially if your hands are free enough to grab him to pull the nose down. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I would try other things first, but yeah, I, I try know. to like if I'm. Doing it dirty because I know I'm not going to win the fight. I'm just going to kick him in the nuts. I'm not going to try to bite his nuts off. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not one to fight for fun. If I'm ever in a fight, it's not going to be because I want to be in a fight. So because I have to. <laughs> yep, but it's going to be me trying to end it very quickly. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I had a couple other bad nose jokes, but I think I ran dry. Hmm. Not, wasn't too runny with the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't feel like got a little stuffed up with the comedy. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, with that, <laughs> that was an amazing episode of the Dragon Wayne Show, number twenty-nine. Uh, mm-hmm. Next time we talk to you, it should be Mortal Kombat. Yay! Movie Mortal commentary. Fatality. I like the guy with the half moon blades. Cabal? Yeah, he wasn't yeah. in the movie. He's going to be in the new one. He wasn't in the original. Oh, okay. Well, that's who I always Oh, that's game. what I was going to do. That's what I was going to do right before we go. I'm going to give another uh, Guess That Movie challenge for a mug. Oh, nice. If you can guess my favorite movie where a character gets their nose bitten off. Like, of, of all the movies to have a character's nose get bitten off, this is my favorite one. If you can guess it, you get a Jacob Wayne Show mug. Can I, is it serious or a comedy, more of a comedy? You gonna narrow it down? Uh, can we, or is there, is sure, there there's a pretty wide that. thing, right? Uh, I guess the question is, is, is there any serious movies that have noses getting bitten off? Well, in that case, then it doesn't narrow it down. It's a comedy. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that's that. All, that's all we have to say. Okay. I'm just making. I'm just wondering if I was thinking of the right one. So, and it has a great line. 
If you don't think of it by episode 31, I'm going to reveal what it is because it is a great line. And then I get the mug. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Little mug. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Jacob Wayne Show. If you would like to contact us, please write us at fogkoshka at gmail.com. That is F-A-K-O-S-H-K-A at gmail.com. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Simply search The Jacob Wayne Show and it should pop right up. Make sure you like and subscribe and leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Please write us. It helps add content to the show and makes the show even better for you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in.